Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay, God bless everybody, and tonight we're doing a little Bible study, and we're looking at, we're studying what it means, um, what is the teachings in the uh, Christian doctrine, you know, a lot of us don't even know, I know myself I needed to be clear, what is it when we say we, you know, uh, in, we love the Lord and, and of Christian uh, doctrine, what is it? So we're looking at that, and the particular area today we're looking at is called Ministries and Gifts in the Church. Ministries and Gifts in the Church. And I just want to say to everybody that you know that God has a ministry for each one of us. Um, my nephew was um, horrifically assaulted by this program, and I try to let him know, too, that he has a ministry, you know, that God has for him. What the devil meant for bad, God will use for good. So please, you know, I know sometimes we like wondering, like, how could this be happening? What, am, You know, why me? God has a reason for it all, and um, there's a ministry, and we're going to go into what does it mean, what are ministries and gifts in the church. All right. So, God, we just thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time that we have together. We thank you, God, for each and every person that's here. We thank you, God, for prayer warriors across the nation. We thank you, God, that we know in your time and according to your will that we will be, this earth will be retaken from the demonic forces that that currently controls it. God, we bind up the spiritual wickedness in high places. God, I come before you in particular. Sorry, I, I come before you, Heavenly Father, regarding the horrific use of government money for eugenic programming. God, I bind up the spirit of using human research experimentation to torture people, to hurt people. I bind up the spirit, Heavenly Father, of using torture to change behavior. God, those people that have been put in these programs, Heavenly Father, we ask you, God, for divine divine uh, uh, salvation over them, Heavenly Father, that you'll lead and guide and direct them to a support system to understand what's going on. God, we bind up that spirit of lack of knowledge. We stand on your word that tells us my people perish for a lack of knowledge. God, send those people that have been criminally put in these human research experiment programs. God, give them that knowledge. Let them start reading, Heavenly Father. Open up their eyes, God. God, we give you praise and glory. You brought us through another week. If it wasn't for you, where would we be? God, we ask you for special blessing over each and every person here, each and every downloader, each and every participant, each and every listener. God, we ask you for special coverage on our children, our young people. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, I ask you to cover 
Cover Amy's son in that place right now, God. God, give him the strength of endurance to make it through in the name of Jesus. Bless Anne's children, Heavenly Father. Bless Lisa's son in the name of Jesus, God. God, open up the windows of heaven that he can punch the devil in the eye and get another job. God, keep 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 her praying over her son's life and her her son's finances. God, we bind up every demon trying to take out our young our young men, particularly our young black men. In the name of Jesus, God, where there's always a trap, Heavenly Father, you have a remedy. There's always an escape. God, we need parents to the escape necessary. God, we ask you to bless our brother Mark and his children, Heavenly Father, that you cover and protect them, Heavenly Father, and you watch over them, God, that you lead and direct his every step, that he can be the best parent that he can be, and God, that you can use him in the capacity you choose to use him. God, I ask you, Heavenly Father, Bless my sister Anne. What it is, God, I bind up every minute of that torture she goes through. I bind up every spirit of disregard that don't want to, that people that are uh, in authority that are trying to act like these programs don't exist, that her pain doesn't count. God, I know you hear her cry. God, I thank you for giving me clarity and understanding that nothing can change on this earth <clears throat> without your people doing their part. God, line each and every one of us with the assignment that you've put on our Let us be the will that you have created us for. Let us meet that destiny you created us for. God, I thank you. For, the, for your word that tells us thy will be done in our lives. God, I thank you, Heavenly Father, what the devil meant for bad, that we're using it for good. We're coming together and we're praying, God. We're giving you praise and glory. We're still in the land of the living, and we know, God, that you're an all-powerful all God, all-sovereign God, and that you have mighty things before us. God, we just praise you, Heavenly Father, for letting us meet each other, God, for knowing God, for knowing that we know that you are all sovereign, almighty, Heavenly Father, for knowing that this program, this targeted individual program, this human research experimentation assassination program, these scientific obstructions, these genocidal programmings, these eugenic programmings, God, we bring them before you in the name of Jesus. God, we know that you have all power to dismantle and turn things apart. God, I ask you to use this program, God, to uh, show your awesomeness across this land, to use each and every prayer warrior, God, that's well aware of this program, God, to open up their ministry to help other people, God, to get through this thing. Heavenly Father, I ask you to dismantle this program, tear it apart. God, God, give that supernatural strength to those that are being tortured, that are suffering behind it. God, we ask you for special protection over our little ones, our babies across this nation, for special coverage over them as these demons target babies too. God, we bind up every defraud human research project. We bind up attacking them with these horrific injections. God, we ask you for a special blessing, Lord, over our seniors. We thank you for our seniors, Heavenly Father, Amy's mother, Anne's mother, my mother, in the name of Jesus, God. God, we ask you for special coverage over them in all that they do, that to protect them from head to bottom. God, we bind up induced Alzheimer. We bind up induced glaucoma. We bind up induced trauma. God, we bind up every single weapon of Satan that's a fraud from the pit of hell. God, we thank you and we praise you that you can use us to help educate this public so that this devil can be punched in the eye and start hurting people. God, we give you praise and 
glory. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, for bringing us together to to learn to do a Bible study, to become more familiar with your word, Heavenly Father. God, I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. I thank you, God, for the book that you have coming out of us. I thank you, God, that as we try to put a book together, all the different TIs, that you use each one of us, God, to ultimately have our own book that will reach a specific part of this population and bring them into the kingdom of God. God, we give you all the praise and the glory. We thank you, God, for you being God. We thank you, God, for you being all sovereign. We thank you, God, for every rescue you brought us through. We thank you, God, for knowledge and information about these horrific targeted individual programs. We thank you, God, for clarity and understanding on scientific obstructions, human research obstructions. God, we bind up every demon behind it in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus, Heavenly Father, that that curse of using United States government monies to commit murders and assassinations through human research experimentation, God will be shut down in the name of Jesus, that that curse will be reversed, that that money will be used for good health across the nation, proper medicines, medicines and needles that are validated, medicine that will help people build up the immune system. God, we bind up every demon force creating medicine to tear down the immune system. God, we give you praise for an immune system. God, we give you a healthy immune system. God, we give you praise for the best computer in the world, the brain. God, we ask you for special coverage over each and every one of our brains. In the name of Jesus, God. God, we ask you every and planner Satan may pass us right on them by that they cannot get to us because we're lined up <clears throat> on the assignment that you put us on earth for, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, that you've moved us out of that lane of doing what we want and with all kind of logic and rationalization. And, God, you brought us to another lane to do things according to your will, according to discipline, according to maturity, according to the preservation of the body that you've given us. God, we thank you for wisdom and knowledge. We thank you, God, that you've created us in in complete perfection, that these demons don't have to give us none of their stuff, none of their medicines, nothing that will rig us up and turn us into another being. God, we give you praise and glory for you being God. We thank you, God, for you being the creator of all. We thank you, God, that we know that this is a horrific program. But, God, when you're covered by the blood, when you're covered by the Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, when you're lined up with your assignment, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. God, we thank you, Heavenly Father. The word of God promises us that that weapon will not prosper. God, the weapons may come, but they won't prosper, and we decree and declare and such. We thank you, God, that we can bind up any induced accidents. We bind up, we plead the blood of Jesus over any induce hospitalizations, anything that is not of your God. God, keep us, each and every one of us, out of that demon-possessed hospital in the name of Jesus. And if anyone goes in, God, may you send your godly doctors, may you send your exposers, the people that live under the will of God, that have the power of God in their lives to help people. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you, God, for all you've done, all you're going to do. We thank you, God, for you being God. We thank you God, for giving us this opportunity to work together, to praise your name, 
in the midst of very very shady circumstances. God, we thank you for our young people, and we ask you, God, to cover them from their head to toe, that they will be the men and women of tomorrow, that they will carry the honor of your name, that they will carry the honor, that they will be the marching force for the Most High God. God, we thank you for planting each and every one of us in the house of righteousness, planting us on our place on earth, serving God, advancing the kingdom of God, advancing righteousness, working as human rights um, soldiers, God. We thank you, God, for lining us up where you chose to have us. We thank you, God, for us having a listening ear to be where we're supposed to be. God, we give you praise and glory. We de- I decree and declare, God, that each and every one of us will be blessed and highly favored, that the windows of heaven will open, that everything that you have lined up for us will come into pass. And most importantly, God, I thank you for keeping us in the land of the living, covered by the blood that no satanic force can take us out before our time. God, we give you praise and glory for those suffering, God, that you're going to turn things around. We know you can, Lord. We know you will, Lord. God, give them the supernatural power to endure these horrific atrocities associated with energy weapons. We're associated, Heavenly Father, with organized uh, crime, organized stalking, legal abuse, debt collection, fraud, torture. In the name of Jesus, we bind up everything of Satan. Every time he tries to take the joy out of people's life, God, let them find the joy that you created them with. Let them know that you are almighty, all sovereign, all powerful, that no demon from the pit of hell should have control over their lives. God, nothing can get done without people accepting their assignment on earth and completing your work. God, push people in the place that you have them for. You created them for a specific duty, a specific reason on this earth. Line them up, Lord. What the devil thought he was, was bad, you can use for good. Take this TI program, God, and line up your people. Line up your people across this earth that have different ministries where people will be healed, people will be cured, that the trauma, the induced trauma from th- these types of programs will not harm them, that they'll be able to help somebody. God, we give you praise, we give you glory. And we ask you, God, to bless this lesson that we're going into here, Heavenly Father, and let us leave here with information and knowledge we did not have previously. God, I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Okay. And so we're looking at ministries and gifts in the church. What does the word minister mean? Somebody's phone is kind of... uh, let me see if I can see which one it is. Boy, they got me out of my own. Oh, boy, they took me out of my room. I'm back in. I don't hear somebody's phone which is making some noise there. Let's see, let me just try and get back in the room. And I... Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you. That noise went away. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, let's we'll take a look here. Set my board up. Ministries and gifts in the church. What does the word? What does the word minister mean? 
The word minister means to serve. Mark ten forty five, Romans fifteen twenty four. Minister means to serve. Who can have a ministry in the church? The person must have been oof, somebody's phone. Oh my god. Okay. Let me um yeah. It's quiet now. Very. Can we hit star six? Star six on your phone, please. Star six. Okay. Who can have a ministry in the church? The person. Oh, star six, please. Star six. The person must have been born again. Romans ten nine ten. Then the person must be necessarily called by God to do a particular work. This may not necessarily be part of the fivefold ministry work but could also be a ministry of helps work. First Peter, star six, please, star six. Star six, please, star six. After we have entered the kingdom of God, we must set ourselves apart unto God. To set ourselves apart, we must make a complete dedication of our lives, time, talents, and possessions for his kingdom. Let me just change one. I'm going to miss my little channel. And that's on the background noise. That's very irritating. It's really good. The person is just exhausted. I don't know who it was, but it's okay. All right. Um, we're taking a look here. What is that? Um, all right. Who can have a ministry? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Looking at the uh, ministry and gifts, Mary. Hello. Hello. You gonna yes. ju- you want to pray with us? Can I do a little Bible study? Oh, Lord. Yep, I'm doing a Bible study. You want me to just put you in? You can listen. A Bible study. Yes, dear. It's Friday night. Oh, this is Mary. Yes, darling. Hey, hey, Mary. Hey, it sounded like you were asleep. I was trying to call Mark back. He got dropped, but I hit your number. You, you, I'm going to put you in because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of the class. You could just, you could, you could just listen. That's my phone. Okay, can you hear me? Can you hear me?
Wow, I can't be huh? Oh, boy. I don't know what they do with my phone. Okay. Yeah, can, can you hear me? Okay, babe. Okay. All right. I don't know how they do their phone, but it's not coming through. All right, so let me just continue. What must we do to have a ministry in the church? Oh, boy. Oh, and it's getting tortured. That's horrible. Mm. And, and, baby, we are praying for you. And that's horrible. Oh, my God. Mm. Wow. Okay. Who can have a ministry in the church? Okay. We said that after we've entered the kingdom of God, we must set ourselves apart unto God. To set ourselves apart, we must make a complete dedication of our lives, time, talents, and possessions for his kingdom. This process of setting oneself apart is called sanctification. one. What must we do to have a ministry in the church? Believers must possess a single-minded passion to please God in love, devotion, praise, and holiness, and to offer their bodies for his service. Our greatest desire should be to live lives of holiness and to be accepted by God. This requires separating ourselves from the world and and drawing ever nearer to God. And I'm so sorry. God, please give it a shield to God. And I think you really need to start writing some letters. This is human research experimentation that kills. And I'm praying for you. That's pretty horrific. Okay, let me get back on this call. I hope they don't take my talk shit. Okay, what must we do to have a ministry in the church? Believers must possess a single-minded passion to please God in love, devotion, praise, and holiness, and to offer their bodies for his service. Our greatest desire should be to live lives of holiness and to be accepted by God. This requires separating ourselves from the world and drawing nearer to God. We must live for God, worship him, love him, take his side against sin and for righteousness, resist and hate evil, perform works of kindness for others, Imitate Christ, follow him, serve him, live by the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit. We must offer our bodies to God as dead to sin and as the template of the Holy Spirit. Romans 12.1. We must be obedient to his word. Luke 14.26 speaks of hating our loved ones. The word hate in this passage means to love less. Jesus demands that our loyalty to and love for him be greater than every other attachment, even to our own family. 
What are the Ascension gift ministries that Christ gave to the church? After Christ ascended into heaven, he gave five ministries to provide leadership to his people. Christ gave to the church the ministries of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Ephesians 4.8. Ephesians 4.11 lists the ministry gifts, the gifted spiritual leaders. Christ gave to the church. Paul states that Christ gave these gifts for preparing God's people for the work of service, Ephesians 4, for the spiritual growth of the body of Christ, Ephesians 4. Why did Christ give these ministries to the church? Christ gave these ascension gift ministries to the church for her perfection so that the church can mature. He gave it to them for training and edification, building up. In chapter 4 of Ephesians, Paul teaches that the unity of the spirit and the unity in the faith are maintained and perfected by accepting only the faith and message of the New Testament apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, growing in grace, advancing towards spiritual maturity, and growing up in all aspects into Christ and being filled with all the fullness of Christ and God no longer being children who accept every wind of teaching, but who instead have knowledge of the truth by which to reject false teachers, holding and speaking the revealed truth of Scripture in love, living in true righteousness and holiness. What is the ministry of an apostle? An apostle literally means one sent, one messenger. This ministry, this was the ministry of Christ. It uses... Is the ministry Christ uses? This is the ministry Christ uses to establish churches as well as strengthen those already existing. To take the oversight of the local church until the Holy Spirit prepares and reveals God's choice of the pastor. Until such a time, the apostle acts as a pastor and spiritual father to the church. The title apostle is applied to certain New Testament leaders. Um, it's a uh, verb which means apostello. It means to send someone on a special mission as a messenger and personal representative of the one who sent him. The title was used of Christ, Hebrews 3 1, and the 12 disciples in Matthew 10 2, and Paul in Romans 1 and 1. Some details concerning apostle. The term apostle was used in the New Testament in a general sense for a commissioned representative of a church, such as the first Christian ministry. Therefore, in the New Testament, the term apostle referred to any messenger appointed and sent as a missionary for some other special responsibility. There were men who manifested extraordinary spiritual leadership. They were anointed with power to confront directly the powers of darkness and to confirm the gospel with miracles and they were dedicated to establishing churches according to apostolic truth and purity. Apostles in this general sense remain essential to God's purpose in the church. If churches cease to send out spiritual-filled people, then the spread of the gospel into the world will be hindered. On the other hand, as long as the church produces and sends such people, it will fulfill its missionary task and remain faithful to the Lord's great commission, Matthew 28, 18. Jesus is chosen 12. The term apostle is also used in a special sense to refer to those who saw Jesus after his resurrection 
and were personally commissioned by the resurrected Lord to preach the gospel and establish the church. They possessed a unique, unique authority within the church that related to divine revelation and the original gospel message that can no longer exist in anyone today. Thus, the office of the apostle in this specialized sense is unique and unrepeatable. The original apostles can have no successes. Established churches. The ministry of the apostles is to establish churches. All right, so yeah, we're looking at this summer. The ministry of the apostle is to um, uh, remain essential to God's purpose in the church. Um, We're looking at how the apostles are people that go out and, and spread the word of God and live righteous lives. And another function of the apostles is to establish churches. A primary task of the New Testament apostles was to establish churches and to ensure that they were founded on and restored to sincere devotion to Christ in the New Testament faith. This task <clears throat> involved two main burdens. An urgent God-given desire to maintain the church's purity and its separation from sin in the world, and B, a continuing burden to proclaim the New Testament gospel and to defend it against heresy, new theological trends, and false teachers. And next would be it was the apostles' duty was to build upon the chief cornerstone. And the first apostles built upon the chief cornerstone. As such as no successes, the church today is still dependent on their words, message, and faith. This does not mean that there can be no apostles today. It simply means that they, the 12, were directly responsible to get the church going on the right footing. We have the same responsibility today as leaders. The church must obey and remain faithful to their original writing. To reject the inspired revelation of the apostles is to cease being a church according to the Bible pattern and to reject the Lord himself. On the other hand, to believe <clears throat> the apostolic message is to remain true to the Holy Spirit and to guarantee God's continual life, blessing, and presence within the church. What is the ministry of the prophet? A prophet is one who speaks for God, bringing revelation and direction from God to the church. A prophet speaks under the direct impulse of the Holy Spirit in the name of God, and whose main concern is the spiritual life and the purity of the church. Under the new Sometimes the term seer, S-E-E-R, is used in the Old Testament to describe this ministry. The Old Testament prophets are foundational for understanding the evangelistic ministry in the early church. Their primary task was to speak a word of God by the Spirit in order to encourage God's people to remain faithful to their covenant relationship. They also at times predicted the future as the Spirit revealed it to them. Prophets function within the New Testament church in the following ways. They proclaimed and interpreted the word of God, called by God to warn, to exhort, to comfort, and edify. Like the Old Testament prophets, the New Testament prophets were called to expose sin, 
proclaim righteousness, warn of judgment to come, and combat worldliness and lukewarmness among God's people. Luke 1, uh, 14 to 17. Because of their message of righteousness, prophets and their ministry can expect rejection by rejection by many in the churches during times of lukewarmness and apostasy. The prophet has the ability to reveal the hidden truths and mysteries of God's word and to make them plain, Amos 3.7. The prophet's messages are not to be regarded as infallible. Their messages are subject to the evaluation of the church, other prophets, and God's word. The congregation is required to discern and test the spirit to know whether their witness is from God. The prophet will also prophesy in the church, speaking words of edification, exhortation, and comfort. Prophets can continue to be essential to God's purpose for the church. A church that rejects God's prophets will be a declining church, drifting towards worldliness and the compromise of worldliness and truth. If prophets are not allowed to be rebuke and warning, words prompted by the Spirit, words exposing sin and unrighteousness, the church will become a place where the voice of the spirit can be Ecclesiastical politics and worldly power will replace the spirit. Sin will be forsaken and the spirit's presence will be evident among the faithful. The prophet's character Burden, desire, and ability include a deep sensitivity to evil and capacity to identify and hate unrighteousness, Romans 12, 9. A zeal for church purity, John 17. Clean understanding of the danger of false teachings, Matthew 7, 15. An inherent dependence on God's word to validate the prophet's message, Luke 4, 17. A concern for the spiritual success of God's kingdom and his in God's healing, Matthew 20:11. What is okay? So that's all about the prophet. We're looking at the different uh, roles in the church. Uh, this is a prophet. Another type of ministry is evangelist. An evangelist proclaims the good news of salvation. The New Testament evangelist is a foundational layer, a foundation repairer, and the extension arm of the church, 2 Titus 4.2. In the New Testament, evangelists were men of God who were gifted and commissioned by God to proclaim the gospel of salvation to the unsaved and to help establish a new work in a city. When proclaimed, the gospel always carried with it the offer and power of salvation, Romans 1.16. The ministry of Philip, the evangelist, it gives a clear picture of the work of an evangelist according to the New Testament pattern. Philip preached the gospel of Christ. Many were saved and baptized with water. Signs, miracles, healings, and deliverance from evil spirits accompanied preaching. He wanted new converts to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The evangelist is essential to God's purpose for the church. The church that fails to support the ministry of the evangelist will cease to gain converts as God desires, as God desires. It will become a static church devoid of growth and missionary. The church that values the spiritual gift for the evangelist and maintains an earnest love 
for the lost will proclaim the message of salvation with convicting and saving power. Acts 2.14. What is the ministry of the pastor? A pastor is the shepherd of the local church flock. He has a deep concern for the spiritual well-being of the local church as demonstrated through his counseling, correcting, astonishing, warning, teaching, and discipline. Each church should develop a plurality of elders who can help the pastor in the oversight of the local church, Acts 14.23. The New Testament pastors were chosen not through politics, but through the Spirit's wisdom given to the godly given to the godly as it examined the candidate's spiritual qualifications. The pastor should be supported by the local church so he can be free to devote his full energies to the ministry to which he has been called. The task of the pastor is to proclaim. Is to proclaim sound doctrine, refuse heresy, teach God's word and exercise leadership in the local church, be an example of tyranny and sound doctrine. See to it that believers remain in divine grace. Their task is described in Acts 20, verses 20 and 31, as safeguarding apostolic truth in God's flock by watching out for the false doctrine and false teachers within the church. Pastors function as shepherds of which Jesus as the good shepherd is a model. Pastors are essential to God's purposes for his church. He church that fails to find godly and faithful pastors will cease to be governed according to the mind of the spirit. It will be a church left open to the destructive forces of Satan and the world. The preaching of the world will be distorted of the word will be distorted and the standards of the gospel lost. Members and families of the local church will not be cared for according to God's purpose. Many will turn away from the truth and turn aside from him. On the other hand, if godly pastors are appointed, believers will be nourished on the words of faith and sound doctrine and discipline for the purpose of godliness. The church will be taught to persevere in the teaching of Christ and the apostles and thus ensure salvation for itself and those who hear. What is the ministry of the teacher? Teachers are those who have a special God-given gift to clarify, expound, and proclaim God's word in order to build up the body of Christ, Ephesians 4.12. The ministry of the teacher is to teach true doctrine as it is found in God's word. He teaches, he teaches God's will and purpose as revealed by the Spirit through the world. The task here is to God, by the Holy Spirit, help the, Holy, help the gospel and Spirit's help. The gospel entrusted to him. They are to faithfully point to the church, to biblical revelation and the original message of Christ and the apostles and to persevere in this path. The principal purposes of biblical teaching is to preserve truth and to produce holiness by leading Christ's body into an uncompromising commitment to the godly lifestyle set forth in God's word. Scripture states that the gospel of Christian instruction is love, which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith, 1 Titus 1. Thus, the evidence of Christian learning is not just in what one knows, but how one lives, the manifestation of love, purity, faith, and godliness. Teachers are essential to God's purpose for his church, a church that rejects or refuses to hear those teachers and theologians who remain faithful to scriptural revelation will stop being concerned 
the genuineness of the biblical message and the correct interpretation of the original teaching of Christ and the apostles, a church in which such teachers and theologians remain silent will not continue steadfast in the truth. As an ascension gift ministry, the teacher will travel to other local churches as the Spirit of God would direct. What is the ministry of an elder? An elder is a mature person who is recognized as a spiritual overseer in the local church. Three terms are used to describe this ministry. Elder describes the position and maturity. Bishop describes the same ministry in terms of its function of oversight. Presper comes from the same Greek word as elder, and it means the same thing. The ministry of an elder includes serving the Lord's Supper, anointing the sick, and teaching the word of God, Acts 20, 28. What is the ministry of a deacon or deaconess? The basic meaning of the deacon is to serve a minister. The deacon helps the pastor. He ministers and elders. This service helps the leadership better perform their ministries to the body. Deacons help especially with the temporal needs of the church. They function they function in the health ministry. Okay, now we have, oh, this is a long one. <clears throat> Laying on of hands. These are ministries and gifts in the church that we learn. Ministries and gifts in the church, they're different ministries um, and gifts. And we learn that there are different positions. We have the apostle, the teacher. Um, I'm so tired of Now, another gift of the church is laying on of hands. How important are our laying on hands in the Bible? Our hands have always had great significance throughout the Word of God. Our hands are the very extension of our person, the vehicle of blessing. We lift our hands to bless, praise, and worship our God. Hebrews six one two. What is the doctrine of the laying on of hands? It is the belief that the divine power of God can be transferred from one believer to another by laying hands upon another individual to bring healing and deliverance. Was the doctrine practiced in the Old Testament? Yes, many times. Jacob laid his hands upon Joseph's children to convey. The priest laid his hands upon the scapegoat, thus signifying the transfer of the sins to the goat. Moses laid his hand upon Joshua, thus imparting a portion of his wisdom and authority. When the Levites were called to do the service of the Lord, all of Israel put their hands on them, ordaining them to that service. Numbers 8. Was the doctrine practiced in the New Testament? Yes, we find out different ways in which the laying on of hands was used. It was used for healing the sick, blessing of children, baptism of the Holy Spirit. An ordination of ministry. The laying of a, on of hands was greatly taught and practiced by Jesus himself in Mark 16. The ministry of the apostle was confirmed by the laying on of hands. Through the laying on of hands, the Samaritans received the Holy Spirit in the same sense as the baptism in the Spirit that occurred at Pentecost. The Samaritans' two-stage experience, first believing and then being filled with the Spirit, shows that the two-stage experience of the believers at Pentecost were not abnormal. The experiences of both Paul in the Ephesian disciples were the same as the Samaritans. They accepted Christ as Lord and afterwards were filled with the Spirit. 
They need not be a long time last. Okay, so through this lesson, we see that the laying on of hands is not a mere ritual or ceremony, but it is the means of imparting God's life or blessing. All right, let me just go over that. That is the lesson we So we looked at what this word minister means, administering in the church. We looked at the in the church, and then we looked at the important God will work after all. church, we have to make a series of my God. What is the Ascension Gift Ministry that Christ gave the church? The Ascension Gift Ministry that Christ gave the church? After Christ ascended into heaven, he gave five ministries to provide leadership to his people. Christ gave to the church the ministry of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And he went through all of those roles. Why did Christ give these ministries to the church? He gave these ascension gift ministries to the church for the perfection so that the church can become mature. He gave it to them for training and edification and building up. Mm. So he did that for uh, those, those gifts were given to the building.
All right, the ministry. This ministry is and caring for the church. The ministry. Oh, God. Okay, this ministry is about the oversight and caring for the such a time the apostle acts as pastor and spiritual father to the church. 
So that was number apostle. A P O S T E A P O S This ministry, the next question, this ministry is about directly with what is in the heart of God, whether it means you good or bad news. I think that's the prophet. All right, a person in this ministry is gifted by God to expound and proclaim the truth of the word to build up the church. I think that was the teacher. To build up the church. Proclaim the truth. Okay, this is the ministry of proclaiming and power of the gospel. This ministry concerns the planning and establishment of churches as well as the strengthening of the This ministry is about the oversight and caring local church that is the apostle. Okay. Then the question is. Oh, good. This ministry is about directly revealing what is in the heart of God, whether it may be good or bad news. That is the prophet, and that is true. A person in this ministry is gifted by God to expound, proclaim the truth of the word to build up the church. I put this is the ministry of proclaiming the message and power of the gospel. I put it in the Evangelist is correct. This ministry concerns the planting and establishment of churches as well as the strengthening of already existing. This is, um, okay, that's how This ministry concerns the planting and establishment of churches as well as the strengthening already existing. I'm going to pass This ministry concerns the planning and establishment of churches. Is that possible again? It's not a option. Uh, it concerns the planning and establishment of churches as well as the strengthening of Oh, 
God and direct us in the unified body to let the devil know. Thank you. Thank you. 
doors that were closed. Thank you, God, for turning things around. Thank you, God, for reversing curses. In the Jesus.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.